This is Rating Descending, where we watch IMDb's Worst 250 so you don't have to. My name is Abigail Ward. And I'm Michelle St. Clair. And tonight, we watched Species 2. An astronaut gets infected with alien DNA during the first mission on Mars and runs amok on Earth. Preston and Laura team up with a peaceful, genetically re-engineered sill to track the monster down. Let's watch. Well, I, before recording this, had a a great little cry. Thank you for for sitting and watching me cry, Michelle. It's been, that was nice. Yeah. Wasn't it? Hey, podcast listeners. Hey, fam. You guys know when you answer a Zoom call and the person you're talking to immediately starts crying a whole bunch? (laughs) Pandemic life, am I right? Yeah, no, the person answers the Zoom call and then very quietly has to finish off the overview, set up the shit around her, and then she bursts into tears on you. (laughs) That's (laughs) That's, what Michelle is working with. a relatable experience universal experience i am not well somehow i'm stressed and overwhelmed and yet i barely leave the house wow i wanted to mention because this is huge for the podcast and we keep joking about it but i have actually started going to therapy this is huge i remember at the beginning of the year when i was really munted on a variety a cocktail of drugs on New Year's Eve, I wrote down a list of things I wanted to do this year and go to therapy was on the list twice because I knew it was important yeah. and also forgot that I'd already written it. But that was a very important resolution I had for the year. It is September and I have gotten on it. I have done nice. it. It only took me nine months. No, but that's good. I mean, when every time someone does a New Year's resolution, the fundamental problem is not making a New Year's resolution. It's thinking if you haven't achieved it by January, then you have failed. You can achieve it in November or December. I've got a like, whole year to work with. I've got a good 12 yeah. months. Yeah. I just happened to take three quarters of my time to get here. But no, I'm, I'm proud of myself. And it went totally fine. She was very nice. She might not end up being my psychologist for like permanently, but she was very kind. And I started getting worked up, even just talking about my anxiety with her. Something else that I've done, this is just Abigail whinge hour but something else that i've done which is also an update is that i have like on the note of new year's eve and the cocktail of drugs have decided to give up drugs if not forever at least for a while and it's just because it's fucking with my mood like i'm going to therapy because my mood is really low and i think i've been i think that my drug use has worsened this year and like it makes me feel shitty to talk about it and it makes me feel ashamed to talk about it but like i've always like used drugs recreationally and i'm really just done with it right now like i i think that like i'm getting to the point where i'm thinking that giving it up is too difficult and i don't want that to be the reality no i mean look any sort of addictive substances whether it be uh like medically addictive or even just emotionally addictive like that's a hard thing to give up for a period of time especially if you've been using it as an emotional crutch even accidentally because then when you give it up you're like well i feel bad my brain automatically is like i know the solution yeah of course you're going to lean into it more for lockdown because what else is there to look forward to that's exactly the kind of time that you should stop doing drugs and stop leaning on drugs because it's too easy to fall into that hole yeah and i have been falling into that hole because what else is there to look forward to except a Friday night cookout? Like, <laughs> and like, that's the thing. Like I take drugs a lot because I literally just want to turn off my mind for a second. I want to like turn off my brain. I want my anxiety gone. I want my bad thoughts gone. And I should be going to therapy for that and not just like taking drugs every weekend to erase those thoughts. Cause that is where it's problematic. I'm yeah. not doing it just to have a fun time. I'm doing it to just be a different person to make my mind. Cause like, I hate my anxiety and I get really upset at my anxiety But also my anxiety is the reason that I'm here and that like she's gotten me here. Anxiety isn't always bad. It can protect you and look out for you. And that is anxiety gets bad when you have too much of it. But sometimes like (laughs) I can't run from my anxiety. I just need to learn how to mediate my anxiety and to like talk myself down. Like a good friend that's like looking out for you, but is a little overbearing. And you're like, Angela, just just (laughs) step off for a second. All right. Like I got this one. It's fine. I'm just trying to go to the shops. It's cool. 100%. MDMA should be used for like a nice night out with your friends, not to turn off your anxious thoughts once a week and then really depend on that and then become a zombie for the weekdays because you're just waiting to get high again on the weekends. Like that's when the pattern and the behaviors become 
problematic and that's when you need to stamp them out and that's just where i'm getting to and that's just why i'm stopping. yeah and i think that's really good i mean i know like i spent a lot of my 20s being really kind of uh, scared of drug usage for this just for the simple fact that i'm like well i'm someone who's very emotionally volatile i feel like i will enjoy this too much uh but yeah. then i found like a pretty happy medium and then i noticed last year i was really leaning into alcohol in particular and I was like, this is a dangerous slope. I grew up with alcoholism in the family to keep it vague. Yeah. And this year I've really, really cut down, especially after your birthday, where the next morning you thought I was literally going to die. Um, <laughs> well, you were on the floor and I thought Michelle's hungover. And then you called me. And that was also the day I got engaged, by the way. So the, this was the morning of my beautiful romantic engagement to my fiancé. But you called me in tears, asked me to come to the bathroom, and you were just on your knees with your head on the on the tiles, yeah. just I sobbing just, in your underwear. I was also shaking. I felt like I was going... I felt like I was going to die. It just felt like my interior needed to become my exterior. Not in terms of vomiting, <laughs> just in terms of get out. Uh, and I think all the time about how, A, you were very nice and sweet to me and helped me get to bed and immediately helped me feel better. But also, B, you told me how you looked at me and legitimately were scared that you thought I was going to die and then walked away. Why didn't you call the ambulance? <laughs> I didn't walk away. I held your... Okay, hang on. Fuck you. I took so much care of you that morning. I was already meant to be at the Heidi, but I was staying home to take care of you. I, I could have it. been engaged hours earlier than I was. <laughs> but I... I picked up your head and I went, Michelle, and you like kind of turned and you looked at me and you went, Ugh. and I was like, oh my God. And you looked so pale and awful. And I was like, I remember thinking like, is she dying? So I asked if you're okay. I went to go get you water, made you drink that water and then sat and watched you sleep for a while and started to hear you snore. And I was like, she's fine. Oh, thank you. <laughs> she's okay. Well, <laughs> I didn't leave you until I knew you were just safely asleep. Well, in my but memory. for a moment there, you looked so bloated and pale. I thought you were dying on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... I, I pledge to return that favor digitally whilst you try and quit drugs entirely you can just keep the webcam on and i'll be like abby and you'll go Bleh. and i'll be like she's dying i'll sit here on the webcam <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's that's my update i'm going to therapy and i'm uh, baby's cutting out drugs because it's it's just getting it's like just getting dangerous and problematic we're just there yeah and i'm proud of you because like you know drug users can be a fun bonding activity with friends and it's not a fun bonding activity with friends when it's impacting your not life negatively so i'm proud of you exactly thank you i think it's it's it was like a hard revelation it was definitely claude also like helping me realize this as well um and it, yeah, it's a very confronting chat, but it will be for the better. I will be a better Abby. I feel like I've been like, like my health has been deteriorating and my mood has been deteriorating and I really want to just pick it back up and make sure that I'm taking care of That's that. Good. Big adult decisions. Say no to drugs, kids for, well, maybe, I don't know, experiment, but then say no to drugs. Give it a Actually, no, you know what? Make up your own yeah. mind. <laughs> yeah. Give it a go in like a healthy, safe environment. And then if you think it's not for you... Never feel obligated by peer pressure again. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Speaking of obligated, <laughs> I was obliged to watch an awful piece of trash, garbage, filth. That's my favorite ones yet. <laughs> filth. I sound like an evil Irish nun. <laughs> this absolute filth. It was absolutely filthy. Um, we watched Species 2. We did. The 1998 sequel to Species 1. Yes. We didn't watch Species 1. I, I, to be honest, at one point read a brief plot synopsis of Species 1 because I was like five minutes in and I was like, okay, wait, hang on. I've been burned before. Am I going to understand what's going on? Yeah. Uh, and I'm kind of glad I, get, I did, if not just to know that we were robbed of Alfred Molina in Species 2 because he was in Species 1 and I love watching him on screen. I know. I know. How dare you tell me that? Because I had that written down to tell you, okay. all right? This is my fucking episode. I'm, Don't you fucking steamroll I'm me. sorry. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, no, the, the cast of Species 1 was excellent. It had Alfred Molina. It had uh, Forrest Whitaker and Ben Kingsley. Yeah. It also had um, Michael Masden as well. 
And like the same, because like Ma- Michael Madsen comes back in Species 2 to reprise his character, as does the woman who plays Laura Baker, a scientist. Yes. And like, yeah, like the cast of Species 1 was insanely good. It looked very exciting. And then we had Species 2, which was just full of deadbeats. Like, who was the guy that played Patrick? I don't know. I wrote him down in my episode notes when I was watching it as the most boring boy in America. He really is. He's got a... His face is too angular. Mm. His skin is too tanned. His hair is too gelled. Mm. He's just... He's inhuman. What? All right? That's how... I mean, he's literally an alien. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for the first, like, half of it, I was like, he... I stand by what I said. He is the most boring boy in America. But then for the second half, I was like, well, he does look like someone who's a little too intense all the time. And that actually is good casting yeah. for this role. It's just that he wasn't a very good actor. He'd be great to play in Celebrity Heads because... If you were like, if you actually knew what his name was and knew his body of work, you'd never be able to identify him by physical features because he looks like every other actor in Hollywood. He is, you know, it, like when people just try and differentiate what Americans look like versus what English people or Australians or New Zealanders or other uh, Anglo white people look like. Like he's a picture I would pull up. He looks like an American. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. But yeah, or- Species One. I'm sure you looked it up. But Species 1 is about, like, it's like the, it's a crew of scientists and government agents who try to track down Syl, who is a seductive extraterrestrial human hybrid, and that's before she can mate with another human and, like, create this, like, super species. That's, like, the premise of Species 1. And it didn't come out to, like, amazing reviews, but it came out to people being, like, it was all right. Like, it's not as good as Alien. Yeah. I don't know what it was trying to do, but it wasn't as good as Alien. From what I read, it was like, oh, this is like if Alien wanted to fuck and fuck hard. Yeah, this is Alien, but horny. (laughs) This is Alien XXX. (laughs) Which, by the way, Alien already horny. His fucking head is a dick. (laughs) His whole thing is a metaphor for pregnancy. (laughs) Alien is already dripping with sexual imagery. You didn't need to make them fuck. Yeah. The aliens is dripping with sexual imagery. So in this film, there's the aliens and then there's also people having sex. Yeah. So it's like double whammy. (laughs) And like the casting choices are insane because everyone is so white and so eerily attractive. (laughs) Everyone has really white teeth and tanned perfect skin. Like they've cast a series of models and it's almost, I was getting, becoming like disgruntled watching it. I was like, does everyone look like this? No, like (laughs) it's Hollywood that's wrong. What the fuck? (laughs) On the note of the cast though, before I found out the, the cast list of Species 1, I will be honest, when I saw in the the header credits Michael Madsen, that's when I was like, oh, that's, now I, yeah, it is a bad movie. <laughs> it's funny you say that, because I have something to tell you about Michael Madsen oh, later. Oh, boy. So. For me, it's like, if it's... <laughs> so, it's, it, no, it's interesting that you say that. If it's that. not Reservoir Dogs or Kill Bill, I have never seen him be in anything that's very good. Agreed. Do you want to hear the overview? Yeah, let's, oh, yeah, let's already get into it, yeah. I'm ready to launch into it, just so we can get into this absolute fuck fest of a movie but first impressions how i found the film to be was insane super horny worse than alien (laughs) and enjoyed most of it until the end sequence which i've mentioned to you i found the end just bizarre like fun but just so strange to follow let me give you one of the worst overviews i've ever knocked up because this film was hard hell yeah it was patrick ross (laughs) (laughs) that's All right. (laughs) Patrick Ross becomes infected by a substance during a mission to Mars. Returning to Earth, he has a celebratory threesome with two women coming in both of their vaginas. The infection, one, not willingly, by the way, and that was fucked. There was like a rape scene 10 minutes into this film. Like, it was creepy because she's... Anyway, I'll, I'll talk about that later. The infection he got in Mars means he can cause women to have an accelerated pregnancy, culminating in alien children exploding out of their wombs. His threesome ends in gore. Patrick hides his rapidly growing sons in the, on the property of his father, who is a senator played by the dude from I Babe, know. which is wild. That's fun. I brought that up with my girlfriend when we were watching it because there's one point where he like slaps him on the face and I just turned to her and said, that'll do, pig, that'll do. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dr. Laura Baker, who is in the first one, has created a clone of Syl, our villain from Species 1, now named Eve. When Patrick has sex, Eve experiences excitement, I say vaguely. (laughs) Dr. Arinsky, a NASA NASA scientist, 
discovers something amiss about Patrick's blood sample, but he's ambushed and disemboweled by something formed out of Patrick's blood. Laura knows it can't be Eve, and she partners up with old mate Press, also from the first species, to contain this new threat. The gang's back together. Boy, Press and Laura discover that the alien species had attacked and destroyed Mars in ancient times. They pursue the other astronauts on the mission, Anne and Dennis. They arrive too late to prevent Anne from fucking her hubby, and they both die in blood and gore in front of Laura and Press. And what a scene it is. A second team find Dennis and confirm he's not infected, hence Patrick is the killer. Patrick has sex with his girlfriend, resulting in her death. He attempts suicide by shotgun, but is simply regenerated and begins to impregnate as many women as he can. Patrick's dad, Babe, finds because the guy's called Babe in Babe. Did you not know that? You, you haven't seen Babe? It's an Australian I mean, classic. The pig is called it. Babe. No, the de- everyone's called Babe. Everyone's, everyone's called is Babe in Babe. It's it's actually the first display of polyamory on screen. It's Why is quite that's not even what polyamory really. is? <laughs> babe, Babe, everyone's oh. calling each other. <laughs> Patrick's dad finds him at the property and apologizes for treating his son so coldly. Evil alien DNA-filled Patrick violently kills his dad. Eve breaks out of her confinement to find Patrick. The good guys pursue and kill Patrick's offspring, while Eve and Patrick transform into their full alien forms and begin to mate. Eve passes out, and Press manages to kill Patrick. The military escorts Press, Laura, and the injured Dennis away. Eve's seemingly lifeless body is loaded into an ambulance, but shortly after, her womb begins to swell rapidly. (sighs) Ooh, cliffhanger. And apparently that goes directly into the events of Species 3, all of which I refuse to look Um, at. But it is on the list, so we will have to watch it at some point. (laughs) What the fuck? As soon as I saw the the ending, I was like, hang on, is this on the list too? (laughs) I think it's in like 100 episodes. I don't want it, man. I don't fucking want it. I don't want to come back to this shit in two years. I wonder where we'll be in two years. Um, Probably in space. I don't know. I think we'll we'll be recording straight from the Rate to Send Pod bunker in, in <laughs> the Rate to Send Pod. <laughs> the Rate to Send Pod in New New Melbourne. I love that. Well, there'll be two different news added <laughs> within the two years. The world really fell apart when an evil alien hybrid <laughs> fucked his way through all of the females on Earth. Doesn't Michael Madsen at one point literally say they're gonna f- they're gonna fuck the human race into extinction? Yeah. <laughs> But that is the overview of this silly, silly film. It's one of the longer overviews, but I think the specifics of this movie really warrant it. Yeah, it is one of my longer overviews. I struggled with it. I shan't lie to you. I went over it again and again, and then I gave up in that last bit and had to do it in front of you because I was so overworked by trying to synthesize the plot of this film. That's that's our guy. Yeah. I found this film bizarre, but it, it is fun. Don't oh, get yeah. me wrong. It is like fun. It's like one of the better films that we have watched because it's such like camp, silly, schlocky yeah. fun. And I want to say up front... The practical effects in this movie are rad as hell. They were so gnarly. Like, when her chest bursts open for the first time in almost like a flower shape, I was like, holy sh... And the little alien baby comes out. I was like, holy fuck. I do agree. I do agree. Like, at the beginning, I thought it was going to be full of shit CGI Mm. because there's that sequence where he's on Mars and it actually looks really bad. At least I thought. I was like, the CGI looks awful at the beginning of the film where he's like on the space mission, he lands on Mars and he gets back to Earth. All of that stuff looked terrible. But the actual, like, effects of the aliens were great. Yeah. And do you know why it was great? Why? It was H.R. Geiger. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That totally makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he he designed the aliens for the first species, which they, of course, carried over into the second which, one. Which, for listeners who don't know, he also designed the alien in... The xenomorph in Alien. Yeah, he is, like, one of the most acclaimed... Like, he's not even... He didn't even start his career as, like, a sci-fi fucking alien designer. He's just an artist. Yeah, he's just an artist, but his stuff happens to be really futuristic. Yeah. And he was also the guy that did the mock-ups for the Hodorowsky's June that was never created. Yes, but his mock-ups are fucking excellent. They're so good. And they were they were used in Alien anyway. No, they were used in Blade yeah. Runner. Some of them were used in Blade Runner and Alien. There was heaps of shit everywhere. All Ridley the time. Scott. You know, Dan O'Bannon gave him a Ridley. Ridley Scott. Michael. Janice. More what? names, you know? <laughs> what? What is this? <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> okay. I was going to say more directors to start a list, and then I could you think could, of, you one, could think so of one other Michael. director. <laughs> I've actually never watched a film except... Species Except, not even the other movies really on this list. You've popped, just been bluffing it the whole time. This popped my my movie cherry oh, for sure. Why did you? Fr- I mean, this is the sex episode, so I guess that makes sense. 
Yeah, for sure. We're getting horny. Are you not <laughs> masturbating right now? <laughs> I really thought you couldn't tell. <laughs> Where are my hands? <laughs> but yeah, it had really great practical effects. And like the, the death and gore sequences were great. Like the scene where Anne kills her husband. Mm. Like she, they like, they fuck. And then they're just like hanging out. Her belly grows. She starts screaming. He gets out of bed to like call someone. And the thing just rips out of her stomach and grabs him by the face. It's very alien-like. But she's just screaming and being like, holy it's shit. It's like a tentacle and then he just, arm thing that like bursts out. It's like arm. holding him up. It's, it's genuinely yeah. really cool and horrifying. It's great. And then Laura and Press break in. Yeah. And they just shoot the arm. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, just blood everywhere. They're both dead. It's awful, but it looks great. It does. Brooke couldn't really stomach to watch it, but I find there's, like, little enough blood that I feel perfectly fine. And then there's, like, this slash hot fuzz I put in similar categories where it's, like, the violence is so over the top that it also doesn't, like, it doesn't feel real enough. It feels like a movie thing. Uh, I agree. I didn't find it too gory. I was when I went through reviews, everyone was like, "Man, this film was so bloody and gory." And I was like, "It was too ridiculous to really be confronting." It, like it is like it felt too much like a like a regular like horrific sci-fi where like the blood is a bit too red and there's too much splatter. Despite the body horror aspect of it, I still found the things effects to be more chilling even though they're a, a one more step removed from reality yeah which is i guess just something about the specific design of them whereas yeah in in this a lot of the time it is still regular violence but then with more like tentacly things for sure i gotta say like more than the gore i was like i hated like it is uncomfortable this guy that's like impregnating women and then they're all like dying obviously yeah. and getting like horrifically killed that is awful but the, that first scene where he's like having that threesome and he has sex with that first woman she's like mm, that was great and she goes to the bathroom to like put powder on her nose and then the second girl he's like immediately ready to go into the next and she gets un- underneath him and they start fucking notably bef- right before they have sex they look they look to each other and then to him and one of them goes we're sisters and we share everything immediately <laughs> what the fuck don't have <laughs> i mean hey i guess what you do in the privacy of your ho- own home but that is incestuous yeah but then it's revealed after he- they have sex that one of the sisters was actually just sitting in a chair in the corner the whole time and then gets up and just like tenderly caresses the other sister's face while they get up to go yeah. have a post fuck i don't know wash your face <laughs> yeah again post coitus powdered nose yeah. that's actually the name of my new ep dropping this sunday that's actually that's a that's a good one i like that yeah they have they start having sex the first sister's womb starts growing and bursts open in the in the bathroom and it's horrific and gory the other sister that's having sex is trapped underneath him Mm. and he starts forming tentacles and becoming possessed by his dna alien shit going on in his body and she's like uh get off me stop stop please and he just keeps going and then he comes in her and then she dies as well yeah but i was like man didn't think (laughs) Rape scene straight away. Yeah. And then there's also a bit later in the film where he's trying to rape a woman in a van. That one felt more rapey to me. Yeah. Uh, notably didn't end in rape. I really enjoyed that whole sequence because what, it, what, despite the sexual violence at the very end of it, because what it was is that they're trying to Preston. His name is Preston, right? Prez. Yeah, Preston. Yeah, Prez. Prez and the, uh, the third of the astronauts, the black guy, uh, in the car. Wow, he has a name, Michelle. I, his, I don't know any character's name apart from Prez and Laura Baker. Wow, but you can remember Prez, eh? His name's Dennis. The black guy's called Dennis. Dennis. Uh, I hate character names. I'm so bad with them. Prez and Dennis uh, in the car trying to find Patrick, the, the bad guy. And they're, they're getting, like, psychic help from Eve because she can do that one. She has a laser pointed at her head. <laughs> this is the mm. logic we're operating on in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and then that lets her see him uh, through, her, through his eyes. So they're, like, chasing him down to a supermarket and then he, like, escapes out the back and then down a thing and then out the back and then into a car park and all of that. Meanwhile, so, like, while we're watching him escape, we keep cutting back to Prez and Dennis, who are chasing after him at the most leisurely pace for a chase scene I've ever seen in my life. It'll be like, Patrick is running with this woman, and, like, you know, if he, it like, 
he's an alien who has the potential to destroy humanity. And then they're just like giving a, a half-hearted light jog down a hallway <laughs> to try and catch up to him. It, it takes all of the tension out of it completely. <laughs> yes. I don't remember that scene very well, but yes. <laughs> I was just, sorry. I was just thinking about Eve, like the, 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 the blonde, like bombshell character in this. And I was just thinking about how unrealistically, again, as I mentioned, unrealistically attractive everyone yeah. in, in, in is in this film like they hired a bunch of models because patrick's not a good guy he's got a girlfriend who's also very beautiful and he cheats on her with those two twins and then he goes on a fucking spree he kills prostitutes or he kills sex workers just across the board yeah and including where they go to the sex ranch which was one of yeah, the that is what is that what's the sex (laughs) what is that thing i've no i had so many questions about that it's like the the scene is him driving through this like it's almost like you'd go to like an old resort that's full of like these shitty little cabins that your family stays at over yeah. summer it's like that kind of thing where it's like everything is a bit it's flimsily made and just kind of like you wish you were kind of at home rather than on this terrible <laughs> holiday with relatives that you don't enjoy actually being around and that one really creepy like uncle but he's driving down the ranch or i don't know what it the weird resort and there's just sex workers on the porch of their own little huts and yeah. houses and cabins being like, hey, <laughs> hi. And he's go- he's doing his own little drive-through, yeah. making his selection between multiple white blonde women that all vaguely look the same until he settles on the little shy one curling her hair at the end, being like, come on in. It's insane. And this compound <laughs> run by this guy in a wheelchair who thinks it's all it's very a, hysterical. It's a drive-through brothel. Yeah. And i got to say... That's pretty fucking smart. It's an efficient business model. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know what this is, but it makes sense. <laughs> it's like this discreet, easy way to browse what you got, and you've got your own room to go into. Yeah, you want me to hire a sex worker and a hotel? That's crazy. Package deal, baby. How about a sex worker that comes with a hotel? <laughs> Come on down to Old Bill's Brothel Ranch. This is just elaborating on a brothel. This is just a, yeah, an open-air brothel. <laughs> <laughs> open-air brothel? <laughs> <laughs> but it only runs for three weeks in summer. Yeah, and apparently... Something that the government funds. And apparently regularly invaded by aliens. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's not a good dude, by the no. way. Patrick is... I know he's infected by the alien DNA, but even before that, he's cheating on his girlfriend. And, like, he gets to Earth and he's, like, already just, like, fucking making out with this woman behind the, the grand stage of a place that he's going to be awarded a medal for his mission to Mars. Yeah. But his girlfriend, by the way is this lovely blonde lady that he ends up killing because he fucks her and then he tries to shoot himself in the head. She, did you notice who she is? No. That girl, that actress, the blonde girlfriend, is an actress called Sarah Winter. Sarah Winter was also in Flight of the Concords. She played Keitha. Oh, Keitha. My name's Keitha. <laughs> Could not even recognize her because she's such a fucking degenerate bogan in Flight of the Concords. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, she calls about like, she, she talks Monroe? about like laying a brown snake oh, yeah. in the toilet. Yeah. She's like disgusting, and in this, she's like this like beautiful, wafy blonde wife <laughs> that he like girlfriend that he's meant to adore. And I couldn't believe it was the same woman, <laughs> like Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe. I also just happened to go into Sarah Winter's wiki just because I wanted to see what she was up to. Sure. It's not very much, but there's this horrific, like she's got like five lines in total on the wiki, but one of those says that. This is just something that really stood out. Her father killed her stepsister and himself in, like, this violent rage one night. Oh, my God. And um, that's just awful. Yeah. That's just awful. That's terrible. Imagine your sister getting murdered by your father. That's just too much. Do I have to or can I choose to skip? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can... Fine, I'll do it all then. <laughs> okay, feel free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> From afar, that seems bad. Oh, Abby, hey. Hey, Abby. Look, it hurts so much when it's just me. Lay off. I'll share the load. I'll carry you. And I I pick up the computer. And I go, is this better? We live 20 minutes away from one another. Let's just run in each other's direction for 10 minutes and I'll jump into your arms. Ah, but then, you know, wearing a mask. And then as soon as, like, I'll I'll hold you up and then I'll throw you back. Yay, it's like a slingshot. <laughs> I run into the elastic band that is Michelle and she yeets me back home. <laughs> that's our nightly ritual. <laughs> that's my um that's my hour of exercise yeah. during lockdown as well. That's how I put you to bed. <laughs> it's really good for the glutes. Just like getting whipped through the, the through the air and wind is just amazing for my glutes. It's, it's 
good for the glutes in particular. For me, it's good for my skin because when you arrive, really? yeah, you you hit me with such force that all of the sweat from your full sprint to me slops up onto my face, and then I, as I fling you off, a lot of it comes back off, and it, but it takes a lot of the dirt from my pores with it. And then I, I'm much sense. cleaner than when it began. Dermatologists hate her. <laughs> Find out her one trick <laughs> into effortless skincare. You slingshot your body. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this film is full of astoundingly attractive people. And then there's also Eve, who is meant to be like this, like, she's, she's, what are they? deem her as because laura baker keeps being like she's still a human but she's like a half she's a hybrid human half alien she's a half she's a okay so she is a hybrid yeah she is she's a clone like, of the, natasha hudberger's character from the original which is half human half alien yeah i don't think they gave the alien a name it's just the species the alien i don't know this is the problem alien seems like a bad title offhandedly because it's like oh, it's just alien but it's also like iconic and clearly descriptive because an alien you know is extraterrestrial at least but species i'm a species i'm not scared of me i'm ter- i'm terribly weak remember like the 70s and 80s when titles were just free like yeah. alien you, you, you know? couldn't get away with that you couldn't shit make a now. film now and call it cowboy <laughs> actually could you is there a film called cowboy that surely from the 30s there is surely but you couldn't get away with it like you couldn't make a movie and call it pirate <laughs> you could try you'd have to call it the dead seas of over there or something yep there's a film from 1958 called cowboy yeah that doesn't surprise me at all you couldn't call a film dog. See, now I'm just like doing the whole spiel of you wouldn't steal a handbag. <laughs> you wouldn't call a movie dog. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't call a movie cowboy. <laughs> you wouldn't call a movie fart joke. You wouldn't call a movie arthropod. You wouldn't call a movie mechanic. <laughs> you wouldn't call a movie. <laughs> Mechanic. Twitter. <laughs> I want you to pitch me your film Mechanic. <laughs> you wouldn't call a movie Bear. You wouldn't call a movie Roger. <laughs> hey, who let this guy into the recording studio? You wouldn't. Who let you this man you in? Wouldn't, hey, hey, I'm not finished. You wouldn't call a movie. I'm not done. You wouldn't. Hang on. Uh, wouldn't, hey, sorry about that, folks. You wouldn't call a movie Give Me My Fucking Space. Okay, you wouldn't call a movie barista. You wouldn't call a movie Bill. I mean, this film is just called Species, which is also a silly name. That's the point I was making. (laughs) I don't want to listen to your point. I got my own point, and it's better. There is, like, one other particular thing I wanted to mention, like, to bring up. Because at the beginning, it's not that we see Patrick get infected. It's that... We see goo crawling towards them, and then it cuts away from them. Apparently, everyone on Earth can't communicate with them, and then it cuts back, and they're all suddenly conscious again, and none of them can remember that seven minutes. It's like, ooh, one of them is infected. And then we find out Patrick and the woman, whose name I've forgotten, uh, are infected. And when we get to Dennis, turns out it hasn't infected him, which immediately in my mind was like, hang on, why did the alien... (laughs) make all of them unconscious, and then not choose the black guy. He's the only (laughs) black character in this movie. That's really weird. (laughs) They explain that there's something in his blood that is, like, the... the, It can, like, kill the alien species and repels them. But, like, why is it in his blood? He he has the cell that causes sickle cell anemia, but he doesn't have sickle cell anemia, which is common. Well, it's more common in black Americans, at the very least from what I've understand about it maybe i'm wrong so that that's why he's both black and not being chosen and i feel like i wouldn't have had a problem with it if there was a single other black character (laughs) instead you make the fuck alien consistently and repeatedly look at him and then go and then walk away i'm like this (laughs) alien has a problem 
problem with black people. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, if you don't want to get chosen for anything, it's definitely in a case like this. But I understand what you're saying. I think that this is a very roundabout way of the filmmakers really standing up for black lives and making sure that they're not getting slaughtered on screen, you know? But I'm just saying if I was writing a movie, I wouldn't say, oh, the alien didn't infect the black guy because he had bad blood. I, I would simply choose to not write that into my movie. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a delicate matter matter indeed. <laughs> indeed. It's, I feel like it's maybe one of the worst ways the movie could have gone about it. But hey, Dennis <laughs> gets to survive and he has a pretty cruisy time the he entire does. time. There was a point towards the end where they're fighting. Oh my God, we didn't even talk about the ending that much. Holy shit, we got to do that. Um, towards the end where they're all fighting and then he gets like stabbed and I, I called out to Brooke. I'm like, no, I wanted him to be the black guy that makes it to the end. But he, he is. Does. He does. And then, and then finally um, someone wants to fuck him because it's a black woman in the helicopter. And I'm like, hey, there's heaps of black women that want to fuck him in this film. It's just that there no happens white to be women. a black woman in there. No white women. We've got to make sure that no races cross, not in species. The only times white women express sexual interest is then followed by them as the alien going, no, and walking away. (laughs) It's weird. It's weird in the movie. (laughs) That ending sequence where they do turn into their full alien selves and start mating was buck wild. Oh, absolutely buck wild. And what bothered me in particular about it, so they they come in, all of the, the children, the children's sex... Um, look like nut sacks. Absolutely. They all look like a field of scroti. All of the children are ball sack coated in this film. Have you noticed? <laughs> They're what definitely the f- scrotum coated. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck did you just make me listen to with my own ears? Ah! <laughs> ball sack coated? scrotum coated. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> If you get scrotum coded in a film, like you know, that's that's just bottom tier coding. Stop therapy. It's not <laughs> <laughs> top tier is queer coding. Bottom tier scrotum coding. <laughs> Rank your codings today. <laughs> Where's my ADHD coded character? Hey, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here, Michelle. Representation truly does matter. Uh, wow <laughs> i'm just glad get up get away we're done with you we've represented you enough please i need to read <laughs> later my pet later hello <laughs> um yeah that was like the so, quickest uh, bit oh. we've ever done <laughs> i know we actually guys we did it we got in and we got out we got it that, that was it Actually, I want to go back. Let's go back in. Oh, okay. I don't think we explored Yeah, so all the children are in chrysalises that look like ball sacks. Uh, and then they, they see the two of them, which, by the way, we, we're seeing it mostly in these, like, flashes from their perspective, almost. Like, it looks like lightning's behind them, and their two alien forms are meeting in this weird, like pseudo-erotic monster blissful moment between them and then it like press pseudo-erotic monster blissful moment is definitely what you got in role models on the jackbox game (laughs) (laughs) that's a pretty good burn yeah uh and then prez walks in and he looks at them and when you look at it from an outside perspective they're in like a spectral tent and just having sex it's it really takes the magic and mystery <laughs> out of really what they really <laughs> they just did. they look small just and in the corner and just fucking <laughs> that ending sequence was magical for a moment and then it became very grim and very real and i was like what the fuck's going on it also bothers me though because the the patrick alien looked rad as hell like so genuinely great creature design really gnarly kind of looked like the creature in the ritual like this giant (laughs) almost like a monstrous deer thing just sorry just like casually flippantly saying really gnarly it's great fantastic really gnarly definitely (laughs) tubular (laughs) and totally radical you've known me for years you know my vocabulary pulls from disparate sources (laughs) i just like when did you start hitting the waves my guy (laughs) (laughs) last tuesday dude (laughs) Um, in lockdown i started quitting drugs but michelle started hitting the surf hell yeah bro (laughs) gotta go wax my board right after this board wow 
podcast. Can't even remember how to say it, my guy. Just thinking about those sweet riffs. Ah, oh, man, my surfboard is covered in wax. And that's a good thing, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I love all this water touching various parts of my mm, body. I love when I hit the surf because it's both cold and unpleasant. And that's rad. When the sand scrapes across my skin, instead of going, ow, I go, I guess this is great. Hate the beach. Anyway, <laughs> the the Patrick alien looks really genuinely cool, and then it goes to the Eve alien, which is just like it's instead of it being this monstrous alien, they just like took the same weird metallic material and then gave it titties and a vagina and long hair made of tentacles. It's so weird. I was getting Avatar vibes. Gotta say, <laughs> it was it was stupid. It was so stupid. I feel like, yeah, as you said, like there was moments of really cool effects, and then everything CGI was just bizarre, yeah. and like it really faulted in some respects. But yeah, Michelle, do you want to hear some trivia? IMDb trivia. Here's a bit of trivia for you. Eve <laughs> stands for extraterrestrial vulnerability experiment. Oh, so the T. Okay, so they so. So in, it's not like E.T. where it's extraterrestrial. In this, the E, the extraterrestrial is one word. The T doesn't, because I was about Which to be is like, techni- what's, what's technically correct is, is should extraterrestrial be two words or one? I mean, it isn't, it's a hyphen word. Because it's it is not a hyphen word. one word. It, a terrestrial is on Earth. Extraterrestrial is, is a modulation of terrestrial, but it's but not its it, own unique word. So, but if something is like, ha- has a hyphen in it, what? Does that make it one word or two? It's two. It's two because it's not quite a, a compound word. Okay, but also extraterrestrial, according to my quick Google search, is listed. It doesn't seem to have a dash between them. What if it was well, just then, ET fucking with us? Yeah, maybe ET was. It should have just been called E for Guys, extraterrestrial. Guys, I believe this, but Daddy Spielberg did us wrong. He lied e. to us. Extraterrestrial. E. e. Evil. Phone home. <laughs> Extraterrestrial is one word. It's way too distracted. What's the acronym for Eve? <laughs> Extraterrestrial Vulnerability Experiment, which for me feels like, what a far reach. What a solid backronym. Like, they definitely started with Eve. <laughs> vulnerability Experiment. So they're experimenting on, like, the vulnerabilities within this new alien creature. I guess. Well, because they were trying to figure out how to kill the alien, including uh, a bit where we see a whole field of people shoot her and then she dies and then she heals and gets back up and keeps running. And I desperately wanted them to shoot her again and then she falls down and then gets back up and this just continues. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like watching a game of NRL where a guy gets tackled and then they restart and a guy gets tackled and they restart and a guy gets tackled and they restart and a guy gets tackled. Again, the one so guy manages to, to dash about 50 meters and then he gets tackled and they restart and another guy gets tackled. I hate it. Yeah, that I is hate a, that, that is a game, game where excitement gets cockled. And- yeah, whereas AFL, big kicks, big runs. They score the points, big funds. Come along to <laughs> AFL today. Apple. Here's another bit of trivia. Like Syl, Eve is an ectogen, a person who was or is being gestated in an artificial womb. Why did I say it like that? Hang on. Let me just... In an artificial womb. <laughs> Let me redo it. No, this all stays. All of it. Every word. Don't cut a frame. <laughs> yeah. Ectogen. I didn't know that was a thing or a term. Oh, so yeah. So ectogen uh, is pu- pupated <laughs> in an artificial womb. Okay, pupated is not the right word, but I forgot what it was. I actually have already laid in a couple of too many trivia facts for you through our chats, so I'm just gonna have to um. Oh no! I know. I've only got one oh, little no. tidbit of information for you. Here's the last bit of trivia for you. Most of the nude scenes, such as the debutantes having sex with Patrick or the strip club sequence, were shortened in the final version of the movie. And I think that's just so yeah. funny because they were just, there were so many of them. Apparently in the DVD extras of the film, you get to watch the full cuts of those scenes, oh, <laughs> which what? is so bizarre, right? There's like literally a menu in the in the DVD of being like, here's the full sex scenes for you. And they're a lot longer. Yeah, this... What, what, this movie is, it like, it breaches a line of too horny. Yeah. If you can believe it. It's too <laughs> fixated on the act of sex without any of the actual eroticism. I think that's what it is. It's 100%. not... 100%. It's, it's not sexual. 
at all. Yeah. It just is about fucking. Like, when he has sex with that second twin, no foreplay. She just slides under him and they just get to fucking. Yeah. It's wild. Which I know, like, uh, Patrick Ross is an alien who has come to kill, but still, like, put, you know, put a little effort in. Yeah. Show a good time. Take her to the movies. <laughs> Between sisters, they have a movie break. <laughs> All right. You stay right here. We'll be back in three hours. <laughs> Do you want to hear some reviews? Yes! On Rotten Tomatoes, this film has an approval rating of 9%. Hey. Joe Layden from Variety Magazine called the film a half-baked rehash. He praised the special effects and technical aspects of the film, but added that's not nearly enough to camouflage the inherent crumminess. James Berardinelli described the film as awful, but added there's enough blood, gore, simulated sex, and bare flesh to prevent it from ever becoming boring. In a, 2004, yeah, in a 2004 <laughs> interview, Michael Madsen expressed oh his God. opinion on this film, saying, oh my God. Species 2 was a crock of shit. <laughs> there are a number of films I'm not proud of. <laughs> this movie, the movie studios can't mind that much as they've never contacted to tell me off about it. I'm honest. If I've made a bad movie, I want my fans to know what they're letting themselves in for. And I love that at the beginning of this episode, you were like, man, if Michael Madsen's in a film, I know it's going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think the strangest part about his statement is that he referred to Michael Madsen fans. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he has a fan base. Yeah, Madsen heads, you know. I mean, Madsen heads surely just must be Tarantino buffs, right? Surely. Surely. Someone someone email us with who with what other notable movie he's been in that I will actually enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Someone make us a Venn diagram of how the Ma- like the Michael Madsen fan base overlaps with the Quentin Tarantino fan base. I assure yeah. <laughs> you, they overlap quite solidly. Here's a 10 out of 10 review left by Ling Ye Mark on the 23rd of November 2018. Thank you for dating at IMDb. And the subject is so bad, and that's what makes it so good. Okay. Guys, 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 you've missed the point. This film isn't trying to be anything but a spoof of itself, and it does it brilliantly. With everything taking itself so serious these days, this is the refresher course in laughter we all need. I literally pooped with laughter. (laughs) I literally pooped is the best preface to anything. Guys, I literally pooped. In every scene, there's another reason to laugh uncontrollably. And if you're looking at it through that lens, this film not only doesn't disappoint, it will be one of the entertainment highlights of your life, guaranteed. I think this person missed the point. I think when this guy says laugh uncontrollably, he really means uncontrollably. Yeah, and I think he really did poop with laughter. I take this guy very seriously. That's how I'm going to review movies now. I'm going to be like, oh, man, I really love Spider-Man 2. I pooped. I pooped. She pooped. I literally pooped. I hate when I only figuratively poop, you know, when you go to the bathroom and you're like, oh, again? It's all in my mind. When I watch a movie and I'm like, this is just like the feeling of pooping, but I didn't really poo. Yeah, I would I would love a film to literally make me poo. That'd be great. Here's another film here's another little review. It's ten out of ten. It's left by Buffy nineteen in nineteen ninety-eight. Fuck, when it oh, came wow. out. God I love IMDB. And the title of it is Okay. I can't, this Bleh. review, yeah, great start. <laughs> this review was 23 years old. That's astounding. Yeah. Oh, oh, maybe it was okay, like that. Oh, okay. Well, you, you just buckle up. Okay. The movie is okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There goes my theory. <laughs> I missed the opening 15 minutes, which were meant to be the best. There is, there is no plot, just nude men and women. But that's okay if that's the kind of movie you want. The gore is pretty much the same as the original. Rent the video. Don't bother going to the cinema. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> what? The movie is okay. <laughs> Did someone miss Click? I missed the opening 15 minutes. Yeah. But I didn't understand best. the plot. I'm going <laughs> to review this. <laughs> Just nude men and women. Imagine Thanks, going Buffy. through your life with the audacity to skip a, like the opening 15 minutes of a movie and going, 
My opinion on this movie is equally valid as everyone else's. Absolute power move. I love it, Buffy. I love it for you. I want to emulate that energy, girl. Michelle, what was your review of this film? Well, look, this movie has pacing issues. It takes maybe 30 minutes until we get a protagonist. Like, I think Press is the protagonist because he does things, but he's not in the movie for the first 35 minutes and then is the least interesting character next to Patrick Ross, the most boring boy. Laura Baker should have been the protagonist, but she she's not really active in doing very much for, I mean, 90% of the movie. But the special effects were fucking gnarly. But also I hate that the premise of this movie is like, what if you took all of the sexual symbology out of Alien, but they, they fucked a lot more? That's the <laughs> worst choice i can imagine in yeah. developing your sci-fi let's movie make it less sexy species. yeah let's make it less sexy but put, put more sex into it <laughs> yeah it's the worst combination but i have to bump it up because of the practical effects alone and because i didn't think the direction was bad i think like, yeah. the choices of how to cover things and move the camera i thought they were good choices and i don't think any of the actors were really blowing it off so i'm gonna say 3.8 i think oh, wow. I actually you know what 4.2. No, Damn. I stand by what I said the first time. 3.8. <laughs> I hate this whiplash. <laughs> 3.8. It's it's not great, but it has stuff that is like clearly someone had craft and they wanted to put effort in. It was great. That's beautiful. I I look, this film didn't make me literally poop. And that for me is a big no-no. Like I could have yeah. e- easily given this film a four out of ten, but the lack of literally pooping for me, yeah, no, nah. like Linye you're a classic Mark, film pooper. Yeah, Linye Mark, you fucking did me dirty because I expected to come in. <laughs> I expected to leave this film with a an underwear full of sloppy shit, and I walked out dry assed. <laughs> okay. Ah. So God. for me, this film you're, honestly sitting your at- sloppy shit is ballsack coded. <laughs> <laughs> scrotum coded is the new thing, everyone. I'll be actually be doing a series of lectures about scrotum coding in modern cinema. If you tune into my new podcast, what ballsack? New what, what? of it? New oh. podcast. Oh no! <laughs> I would give this film a solid. Three out of ten because I had fun with it and it was very enjoyable and it was easy to get through. And it had good intentions in this weird way. Like, I feel like it was trying quite hard. And I respect a film that's trying. It's more tragic when it tries, but this film tried. Yeah, I feel like there's some bad movies that are, like, trying hard and yet they're a total catastrophe. But then there's movies like this that I'm like, you're trying to make something fun and enjoyable. You just didn't succeed. I I still want to give you an A for effort. A for effort, but F in terms of literal poo panting. <laughs> poo panting is not a poo panting. And- <laughs> oh, you've never heard of poo panting? Interesting. If you actually subscribe to my podcast, which is called what? Ball Sack, apparently, um, you'd know. Oh, I don't want to subscribe to your podcast. Do you subscribe to this podcast? I don't want to answer that question. So, Michelle, this has been Species 2. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We are on Twitter under rate descend pod. We have an email rating descending at gmail.com. And we have a TikTok account that is just called rating descending, baby. Or you can also find us on our own social medias. You can find me bumming around on Twitter and Instagram at michelle.stclair. And I'm on Insta under Abigail J. Ward. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps and we would really like it. Yeah, we'd like you for it. And if you did it, we will literally poop our pants. If you left a review on Apple Podcasts and then sent an email saying, thank me, bitch, I will send you back uh, an email that is very thankful. If you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, if we ever make merch, you'll be the first to get free merch. So do it. I, I don't I don't stand by that because do I it. don't know how to track I promise Apple you three reviews. free high quality t shirts milled in Portugal three? and woven in Italy. Portugal. Um, so Italy. yeah, drop us a review. I got this. I got this. <laughs> that was species two. What are we watching next week, Michelle? Next week, we are watching The Next Karate Kid. Yo, 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 yo. And I'm going to be honest, I I will probably talk about it again in the episode, but I have never seen the original Karate Kid, and I do not have the time to watch it before the next recording. So this will be my first Karate Kid of the four. I will loop you in on the events of the first Karate Kid. He's just a little boy who beats people up, right? 
he's just a little boy. And this is about a grown woman beating people up? Oh, uh, I couldn't tell you, but we will be we will know okay. next week. <laughs> in seven yeah. days' time. Join us again. Batman!